You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Hi, I'm Abby. And I'm Vanessa. And you're listening to The Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly podcast where we break down your favorite Bravo shows in 30 minutes or less. But this is a special bonus episode We are going to start doing a monthly mom boss spotlight, and we are so excited to have Tiffany from We Five Kings uh, as our first guest. Tiffany, thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited about doing this. We love you. We like, we're so excited. We started interacting with Instagram because we um, had kind of been like obsessed with you before we even started talking. Um, So why don't you tell everyone? A little bit about yourself, um, where they can find your blog, um, and just kind of a little bit about who you are. Okay, so I am Tiffany King. I am one of the five kings. So we, I'm a mom um, to three little boys, and I have my husband, Justin. So we are the five kings. Um, my blog is we5kings.blog, and you can find me on Instagram at we5kings also. Um, my blog is really about um, just a, a combination of things, but more than anything, I just saw this need where I feel like women hesitate with what to do with themselves after they become a mom as far as clothing. It seems yes. like they're wanting to spend every dime on their kids, which is, I mean, the where a lot of us find ourselves with our budget and everything else, but I feel like there, I read this blog post years ago that was called Why Frumpy Makes You Grumpy. And it really rang true with me, even in like the throes of the newborn stage with my kids that when I got up and I did just a little something like brush my hair or whatever, (laughs) it made me feel a little bit better. And I wanted to just encourage women that no matter what size you are, no matter what price point you're at, no matter if you're shopping in your own closet, like we can make fun things that are going to make you feel confident and good about yourself. And that's really the message that I wanted to get out there was that, you know, there's always a reason to spend money on something else or to um, just not put the time in. Some days we just are so limited on time, but every now and then like picking those quick outfits that you can put together and just feel good at a PTA meeting or dropping your kid off at school or wherever you're going for the day. And your outfits. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think there's so much truth to that. And really quickly on your Instagram handle, everyone, it's spelled out. Five is spelled out. Yes. So just know it's we five kings with the five spelled out. Um, but I love that so much because personally, you're right. As a mom, it's really easy to get into the leggings 
given to leggings and t-shirts, which I do love as well. But I think there is something about if you look good, you feel good. Yeah. You put on a little lipstick or, you know, way, maybe wear a dress or something easy. There's easy uh, opportunities to be fashionable as a mom. Like it doesn't have to be so hard. Yeah. And I hear a lot of women say things too, like, oh, I can't wear sleeveless or, oh, I don't wear things that show my legs or, you know, and I'm, I'm a size 18 and I'm going to wear a bikini, you know, like I'm not always feeling it. Like some days I get up and I'm like, (laughs) oh man, like, can I really do this today? But sometimes I just do it anyway, because it just, it matters how I feel at the end of the day. Like I really learned to stop worrying as much about what other people thought about what I was wearing and worry more about what made me feel good. And that's the other thing that I want to project to women is just to know that, you know, you, you can wear shorts, like, even though they've told you for years that your arms are too thick and you shouldn't wear sleeveless, that it doesn't look good on you. If you like it, then you wear it. And it's so funny. Cause I feel like I just naturally do that to myself post kids. Like I don't have the, um, you know, the body that I once had, none of us do, even if you yeah. wear the same as you did before kids, it, it's everything's moved and shifted. And like, There are just so many outfits where I'll think like, oh, I used to love wearing that top, but I hate my arms. And I find myself like I keep wearing like a black t-shirt and jeans because I think that's all I can wear. And it's true because it it, like the frumpy makes you grumpy because I start getting mad because I have nothing to wear. I have this positive clothes, but all I can wear is a black t-shirt. And I'm the only one telling myself that. And the second I put on a sleeveless dress, it's not like people come up to me like, ma'am, you really shouldn't be wearing that. It's all in my head. (laughs) And I love your page because it's like even you know, my son's nine months old. And as we've started like following you and I'm like watching your page religiously, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I'm the one stopping myself from being happy with my wardrobe. It's no one else. And I need yes. to just learn to be like, it's okay to wear a sleeveless top because if that shirt is bright and makes me feel bright and cheery, that's the whole point of wearing those outfits. And I love the, you know, the importance of being self-confident and loving your body image. So I know you girls um, are moms of boys, but I have a daughter and I, I'm, I mean, not saying you can't be conscious. I think you should be conscious yeah. of this with boys or girls, but especially girls of like projecting this healthy body image that you feel good. They'll kids pick up on that energy really quickly. If you're talking bad about yourself, they're going to notice that. So, you know, we try a lot in our house and our, my daughter's a year and a half of like, you're strong, like just kind of projecting those types of things that we want her to carry through as she gets older because you know it's easy to have a day where you look at yourself and like I look like shit this doesn't fit how I want it to and girls are so impressionable so I I think it's important to try to make a um, be self-conscious about that yeah exactly and I think you know just like y'all were saying a second ago that it's a lot of times it's our own we're self-editing ourselves like we're looking at ourselves and projecting these things about the way our arms look and stuff like that and you know, I think another thing that is really important is a lot of, you know, I, feel, I hear women talk about being hesitant, like, you know, oh, body positivity is just about accepting, um, you know, that someone's overweight and they should try to lose weight. And I, I think that there is a big misconception sometimes, too, about learning to love yourself where you are, but understanding that you also maybe want to work on something. You know, I know that I feel healthier and better when I'm a little bit thinner than I am right now. Now that doesn't mean that I can't also love where I am right now and accept that my body is amazing and it's wonderful and it cares for these kids every day, but also know that I have goals that I maybe want to lose a little weight or put on a little muscle or whatever it is that I want to do. Like we're all 
evolving constantly. And I think that that's really important for people to understand is that it goes beyond just accepting where you are. It's not just about that. It's about learning to love yourself. And then if you want to do something different too, you can do that too, but not feeling the pressure that you have to conform to what people think is beautiful or the right way to live. Oh my God, I feel like I'm getting a therapy session. This is so great. Like, I'm like, yes, yes, this is awesome. I mean, but I think it's so important for anyone to hear, but particularly moms, because I think, you know, we go through these, I call them seasons of life where maybe we don't like the way we look or we're, we're not where, where we feel healthiest and we feel best. And that's what it really is mostly about. But as we also go through these seasons of life where it's really hard to figure out a way to put yourself and your health first when you've got, you know, little kids that you are changing diapers and, or you're getting, making lunches, getting kids to practices. And, um, so, you know, kind of going to like talking about motherhood, um, we got a few questions from people and I think to describe your journey to motherhood, um, in a word, I keep like patience comes to mind (laughs) because you, really had quite a journey. Um, you've adopted two boys and then you, you know, carried biologically your son as well. And, um, so what, you know, what would be, can you kind of describe the adoption process for both your boys and then also kind of the, the feelings when you got that positive pregnancy test, I'm guessing maybe a little unexpectedly. Totally unexpected. Um, so we, adoption had always been something we saw ourselves doing. I, we had talked about it. We had um, friends a long time ago that had adopted from China actually. And we had always kind of like kept the conversation open that we wanted to adopt. And, um, but you know, like most people, I thought we were going to get pregnant. You know, we would just get pregnant the first time we tried and, and that would be it. I, I feel like I, one of my friends called me a hope, a hopeless optimistic that I am, <laughs> always optimistic that everything is going to happen exactly like it's supposed to be the first time. So I really thought, you know, we're going to get pregnant and it'll be fine. And then, um, you know, you start going down that, okay, no positive pregnancy tests. Like it's been this much time, like we need to talk to a doctor. And of course, you know, you go to the doctor and they don't want to alarm you. Oh no, everything's probably fine. Like we're going to do this. And then you start getting phone calls that it's like, well, you know, things aren't okay. And this is what we think is going on. And in our case, there really wasn't a clear cut answer. There were a few little indications on both of our sides, but there was nothing that ever came up that was like, this is why you're not getting pregnant. So because of that, the options were limited for us. It wasn't because the, not necessarily the options were limited as much as because they didn't know why we couldn't get pregnant, it was hard to come up with a plan of action of what we could do. So then it was sort of like, well, you could spend money on this. You could spend money on that. And we just really sat down one night. I remember talking about it and I mean, in vitro and everything, it's so expensive. And I was just like, I'm so nervous that I will not be able to calm down enough to make this effective. Like I really Mm -hmm. worried about my state of my stress level and all of that. Um, and we were both just like, let's talk about adoption. And so we started, um, looking around, we talked to some agencies, um, and we couldn't, we just really didn't get that like settled feeling with anybody. And a friend of a friend called and 
um, wanted to talk to us about foster care. And um, I was totally against it at first. I did not think that it was the right move for us, not because I don't believe in the foster system. I just didn't think that we had the time because we were both working full time. We were commuting to work and it was a lot. And foster care takes a lot of time. And I was like, just not sure that we went and we started the process and it was just felt right. And so we moved forward with foster care. Um, and we actually fostered three babies um, at, at a time. We had one at a time. And then um, Peyton, our oldest son, came to live with us. And he came to us as a foster placement. It was not um, an adoption situation. Um, we worked a foster case plan for 13 months um, oh, wow. with his family. And um, it that is something I don't like to get too much into because it is so personal to him. Sure. Them, like, right. It's his story to tell. Yeah. yeah. But um, we did work a case plan with him for, um, it turned into 13 months. He did end up going home for a short period of time and then came back into foster care with us. Um, and we ended up adopting him um, uh, when he was two and a half. So I think that's a, a misconception. Some people with like foster care, it, the, I hear sometimes people like, oh, I wonder if you could foster to adopt. And from the little bit of research I've done because of some family members that are uh, foster parents, uh, a lot of times, like, then I think this is something that you hear in the classes that you, uh, you have to take. They're mandated. Yes. Um, the main goal is reunification yes. with um, the biological parents. And so I think like sometimes people are like, oh, you foster a kid for a little bit and then you adopt them. And like, it, there's a lot more time and there's a lot more to that story than just yeah like you don't just check a little box that this is a foster to adopt process exactly and we are always really cautious to tell people too you know we fostered him for 856 days um wow or 826 days I have to I always forget the exact number but it was over (laughs) 800 days that he was considered in foster care before we adopted him so I always try to like think about that number like when I get frustrated or you know, things are going yeah. crazy at the house or whatever. And I think, you know, I wanted this so bad for so long. Like I wanted to be that stable place for him. So um, with Peyton, you know, I just always try to remind myself that, you know, it was and remind people when we're talking about foster care that, you know, he was in foster care for 800 some odd days. Like it was um, a process, you know, and in that, you know, there was a time when he went home and he came back and, it, um, you know, we always maintained that we were going to do what the court said, that we knew the court had the best interest of him at heart and that they were going to decide the most, what was the most long-term, the stable place for him to be. And they, it, it ended up being with us. And, um, in that time that when he, when we were fostering him, we actually ended up adopting Paxton privately. So they are 11 months apart. Wow. Um, Oh my goodness. You had your hands full and your heart. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. It's, we kind of always joke that we really, we were always like, we, we, we'd be okay with one baby, like one kid. And then we ended up with three, like, you know, it's just funny how things work out sometimes, but yeah. So we had put right before Peyton turned a year old, we, um, uh, were connected with PAX, um, through private adoption and ended up taking him, into custody too. And, um, there is a process also with private adoption too. That was a waiting process. So the, in the whole craziness of everything, we ended up adopting them in the same month of the same year. 
Paxton. Whoa, that's so sweet. I know. We adopted Paxton October 1st, 2014. Um, And then we adopted Peyton October 29th, 2014. And then um, we couldn't travel when when we were in foster just because it was such an ordeal to get all of that worked out with the court. So we decided to go on a trip, just my husband and I, in March of that following year in 2015. (laughs) And I came back with this wicked stomach virus I could not get rid of. Um, for about six weeks off and on was sick, sick, sick. And my best friend kept saying, you are pregnant. And I'm like, no, I am not. It has been 11 years since we started trying to get pregnant. There is no way I'm pregnant. And, um, sure enough, I was pregnant with Porter, our third son. So I am crying right now. That is such a beautiful, what a beautiful story, Tiffany. We just always say that it's, it's, is literally meant to be like it was we were meant to be a family it was meant to be this way um you know and we're just it's just incredible like I still am just in awe sometimes when I look at all three of them and I'm like good lord like I prayed for this and wanted this (laughs) so bad for so long and then all three of them are here and I mean and of course and 10 seconds later they're like ripping my house apart oh yeah I mean (laughs) that's motherhood though in a nutshell you love them to death and then you're you know looking forward to them going to bed my sister-in-law so I have nieces they're all three adopted and I will say I didn't know um pre pre they were my first experience exposure to adoption in general uh-huh. um but my nieces are four two and then four months so they've oh, got wow. three little girls and I didn't know what an unconditional love was until I saw the love between my sister-in-law and brother-in-law and their girls yeah. like, it's a love like no other I have you know there's some people that are like oh it's a love going to be the same you know there's those kind of uh-huh. um weird myths if you will and I'm like no it's the same a child a love is love regardless if that child came out of you I mean it's it's a connection like no other yeah it's kind of like the same thing I think sometimes they'll say like oh you have to breastfeed because if you don't you won't have a bond with your baby Uh, it's like are you kidding like you know I think there's plenty of people that breastfeed that are just as connected to their kids as those that formula feed whether it's because they adopted the child or because they just couldn't or you know, I think they put these myths out there as if like, you know, if, if your body doesn't produce it, then you, somehow you're failing. And it's just, yeah. it's not true. Yeah. And I think too, you know, I, um, even watching my friends have children, have biological children, there's, you have different relationships with different kids. You know, there are some of your kids that are going to have similar personalities to you, or they're going to be different and you're going to see that in a different way. And you know, I love all of my kids, but I love them all differently. Like it's all very different how the relationships, I guess we have with each of them too. Like some of them are very sports oriented. Some of them are very artistic and all of that, like it just develops a a relationship differently with each one of them. So I think it's fun sometimes that they are um, so different than us. Like when, you know, they will, do things that I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I see you in him. Like he's doing that. Yeah. Right <laughs> but I know they're biological parents. And there are times that I look at them and I'm like, Oh wow, there's his mom. Like she did that or she did this, you know, or his dad, like I can see that in them too. And it's, it's neat to see both of us in him, like in. Him. Yeah. So I love That's that so too. Cool. 
I mean, what advice would you give for someone? Because we got a few questions about adaption and um, you've been very open with your story. And I think it's um, inspired some to maybe ask some questions that they hadn't maybe thought of. So what would be some advice you would give for someone who is either thinking about adopting or who's just starting that process? We always really went with our gut on things. People will tell you, you know, oh, this agency is really good and this agency, you know, is really fast or this agency is expensive, but they're going to have this, that or the other. Like there's all these different things that people are going to tell you. And at the end of the day, you have to go with your gut. Like you have to trust because, I mean, it is literally one of the biggest decisions you'll ever make. And you need to know that the agency or the lawyer or whoever you're working with is truly invested in your family. And I feel like that's a gut decision. Like to us, we knew in our gut, each time we met with an agency, both of us would walk out and be like, not the right fit, not the right fit, you know? And then when we found people that we wanted to work with, it just felt right. So I went, I'm a big feelings person. And I feel like with anything I've ever done in my life, my, our adoption process, we really let our gut kind of guide us to what we did. Like if it didn't feel right, we weren't going to do it. I think that's just like great advice. Just kind of in, even in life, like yeah. if for some reason, something feels wrong, just don't do it. I, yeah. Anytime I've like ever gone against my gut and it might be something as stupid as like somebody invited me to something and I was like, sure, I'll go. Even though in my head, I'm like, I don't really think I should go to this. And then I'm there pissed off that I'm wasting time at something I don't care about. Yes. So it can be small mundane things or it can be a huge life-changing decision. If it, if it just doesn't feel right, just don't. I think it's good advice to just not go with yes. it. Yes. Um, but I will say that the majority of the questions for that everybody wants to know about you is fashion-related. Okay. And I want to know, have you always just been – like? There's one thing to just be like a good shopper, but there's another thing to just be able to really put together really like creative and fun outfits. Have you always kind of had that sense of fashion where you could put together outfits that maybe not, I I feel like you look like your outfits are so different from the typical blogger. That's just, you know, a t-shirt that's tied, you know, tied in the front with jeans. (laughs) Yeah. So what, Um, no, what do you, my parents motivated you? Yes. My parents would be like, Praise hands, yes, from the get-go. <laughs> I think my mom said I was like two or so, and I would I wanted to wear this pink skirt all the time. And, like, I would wear it constantly, and I would also complain about shorts she bought me because I didn't like zippers on the front because those were for boys is what I kept saying. <laughs> um, but their favorite story to tell people about me was when I was, like, seven we were going to church and I came out dressed in like these neon tights with like a jean skirt and like a bandana tied around my leg oh, wow this, like sweatshirt <laughs> like cut off one shoulder and my dad said he just looked at me and he was like all right let's go to church like they never really caught <laughs> me on it like, oh they that's awesome me, I know they always really kind of let me um dress like how I wanted like they really let me kind of like have my own individual style um so yes I lord I could go through some phases I did a combat (laughs) boots phase in high school and there's all their really embarrassing pictures of me dressed in like different things throughout my life like whenever I think back to like 
if I ever did a reel of like how um you know different outfits over my lifetime I could come up with some goodies because um, <laughs> we all can you're not alone yeah we all have definitely have always been um just into trends like and I still am like I love a trend I love something different and new like right when it comes out and like not a lot of people are wearing it like I think it's fun to like jump on that bandwagon right off the bat um so I would say that's probably something that's always rung true through my entire life is any kind of trend I'm like on it I'm with you I wish now that you say I wish that. I was more like that. Oh, I'm not like that at all. I wish I was. <laughs> no, I like, I'm with you. I, it's like anything, like music. Like, it's always more fun to listen to the artists before, like, they blow up. And, yes. Like, quote, sell out. You know, it's always a little bit fun to be in on the secret before everyone finds out. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, what is your, like, what, in your opinion, is a must-have staple in a woman's closet? Like, if there's going to be one piece of clothing that you kind of splurge on, what is the one thing you think is worth investing in that's like a, a good staple to have? So I am really more about investing in accessories. Um, I am much more likely, it's funny, I'll, I'll carry a Louis Vuitton purse and wear Target shoes. Like yeah. I um, have always, like when I have like a lump of cash that I'm like, okay, I can make a splurge purchase. I'm going to buy a bag. I'm going to buy a belt. I'm going to buy a pair of sunglasses, a pair of shoes. Like those are the things I always go to first, because I feel like there really is no such thing as like a trend that is going to span the ages. Like we have styles that come back around like shift dresses and things like that, but they're always going to be slightly different. So for somebody like me that really enjoys trends, I really don't go back to old pieces very often, but I will do that with a bag. Like I've carried the same Louis Vuitton Neverfull bag for like, I don't know, seven years, eight years maybe. Um, and I've gotten a few other bags throughout the years that I'll have, you know, I'll get a bag here and there from Target or something like that. But as far as like investment pieces, it's definitely going to be on that type of stuff, like a belt, um, a nice bag, things like that. Yeah. I like investing in purses too. Like that was always, I feel like if it's not your everyday thing, it's always a little exciting to have that extra money to buy that like designer bag that you've been yeah. eyeing and that you know can last forever and through the test of time and can go with a lot of things. So I'm with you. I have, um, a YSL bag that I'm obsessed with that's red and it's like my pop of color when I'm feeling fancy and yes you know it's something I know I'll have forever and I feel I like, also think it like, well I feel like oh. too with bags and shoes they always fit yeah that's so true yeah like whatever happens you can carry your bag like it doesn't matter so whereas you could invest in a two thousand dollar dress and it, you know, not fit next season. Like you can do that to a bag and you'll have it literally to give to your kid one day or whatever. Yeah. I also think it's fun too, to sometimes like, um, a, a treat yourself oh, to, yeah. um, quote my favorite show. Parks and Rec. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, so, um, I always like, as I started my career, I was like, Oh, if I ever have like a good year in sales and this isn't even like a big splurge now that I think about it, but at the time to me, it was, I'm going to get myself just the classic Tory Burch yes. black clutch with the big gold. I, I just, I love Tory Burch because I like the, the quality uh-huh. of the product, but her brand, I like that it's a symbol. For some reason, I'm obsessed with that yes. symbol. So 
I, you know, when I was 26 years old, I finally bought it and I still wear it all the time, but it's like one of those pieces that whenever I wear it out, it just makes me so happy because it reminds me of like, I achieved something personal. And it's like, it's weird how like certain pieces can do that for you. Like I'll even put on like a silly bracelet that like somebody gave me for my 30th birthday. And like, it really does like trigger these memories and it makes me happy because it's like, I feel like in some way I'm getting to like relive or celebrate that moment or celebrate that relationship. So it's, it is funny. I feel like, I feel like that more with pieces with accessories. Like if I put on a pair of jeans that I bought, well, I don't have any that go back to when I was 25, (laughs) but but if I did, you know, I don't think I'd be like, Oh, I remember buying these jeans at Nordstrom when I was 25. Like I just, you don't have that emotional tie to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think like, when I was working full-time, like when I had a full-time job in an office, the one thing that I did spend a good amount of money on were good fitting dresses and good pants. Like I would always make sure to have like a nice dress in my closet, even though the, the company that I worked for was pretty casual, I would make sure to have a dress for like interview days or like days when you were, you know, had somebody special in the office or whatever was going on, having a nice like shift dress. Like those are so easy to just put on and throw a jacket over or whatever Mm -hmm. that would that would be a piece that when I was working I definitely would you know spend more money on those so um thinking about your your blog what has been maybe like the most surprising part of doing it for you oh I never imagined that it would get as big as it is right now and I mean it's like just in my local community when I People will stop me and say, you know, hey, you know, I follow you on Instagram. I read your blog. Like, I read everything you write or whatever. Like, that's so exciting to me. But I think, too, like, having, hearing the message come back to me that I put out there from other people. Like, I had a friend who was at a dinner a couple of weeks ago, and she sat across the table from this lady and ended up just chatting with her. And the lady was like, yeah, you know, I used to never wear shorts, but I put on shorts the other day because... I, of Tiffany King, like I was reading her blog and about, you know, and I just decided like, I'm going to wear, I'm going to try to wear shorts, you know, and I have other people that will message me and say things like that. And it's like, you know, sometimes I think it's easy to feel like, you know, what you're doing is not meaningful to people. You know, you're just writing about clothes, like what it's not really the end of end all be all at the end of the day, because you're not writing about politics, but it matters to people. I think that things that I say make people feel better and make them courageous in what they're doing. Um, and that makes me feel good. Like to know that people are really like taking it to heart. It really makes me feel happy and successful that, that, that message circles back to me from people. We actually had somebody reach out to us as we were posting to our stories, like we're so excited to have Tiffany on. Um, and it's an account that we had, we've been messaging with for a while since we sort of started our, um, account and podcast. Uh-huh. And she said, like, thank you so much for posting, um, you know, posting this. I went and looked at her page and she's like, I just have been feeling so down on myself because I don't look like the way I used to. And uh-huh. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm beating myself up and I'm feeling like I have nothing to wear. And she's like, I looked at this page and I just saw this woman who, you know, isn't a size zero and is wearing everything with so much confidence. And she's like, it just really inspired me to start like having confidence myself. And, you know, I'm like, that doesn't even involve us, but it was just so yeah, neat that like, that. it is like, you really can like impact someone, but for those maybe lacking confidence right now, what are some like 
good confidence boosters? Because I think we all have days where we feel kind of meh. Yeah. So what are like, what do you tell yourself or what would you tell other women that are like, I just, I need to kind of have a little more baba boom in my life. I try to find things that make me happy. Um, I know it's so so simple. <laughs> I know. Like, the, um, I feel like it's almost taking like that KonMari method and putting it towards what you wear. Like, there are just certain things that make me feel fancy or like when I'm in a front, make me feel good. One of those is bright lipstick. Like you will pretty much find me wearing lipstick about 90% of the time. I wear it to the pool. I wear it everywhere um, because it just makes me feel like a little bit more pulled together. Um, when I, um, I don't know. It's just like having that, even if I don't have like a full face of makeup on, it just makes me feel a little brighter. It makes me feel like my teeth are wider. Um, And all of that just lends itself to making me feel good. But I feel like some other things that um, are not necessarily fashion related are what kind of spur my day to like start like ready to go. And one of those things is so basic, but I make my bed every single day. I do too. I was, I'm, I have to, it makes me feel like I accomplished something. Yeah. Because there are days like, you know, when the kids are sick or it's raining outside and we can't go anywhere for two days and they're ripping my house down that (laughs) I've done something, even if the laundry doesn't get done and I don't get dressed for the day or whatever has happened, like that bed has been made. But I do feel like on the days when I get up and I do it and I'm going to do something, it like energizes my day so I feel like okay I made my bed now I'm gonna get dressed now I'm gonna go wash my face I'm gonna put a little makeup on I'm gonna go ahead and put a dress on and like go ahead and go out like that's the kind of stuff too like I feel like it's almost like a fake it till you make it kind of thing you know sometimes (laughs) I'm not feeling it but I just do it anyway you know like I'm just gonna do it anyway well I'm gonna put the makeup on I'm gonna put the lipstick on I'm gonna wear a cute pair of pants or whatever and just do it but as far as it goes too, with just feeling that confidence, I think it's the most important thing is getting out of your head of what you want to look like and, or want what size you want to be and worrying about dressing the size you are. Like, don't Mm. necessarily think about, Oh, well I'm an 18. I can't wear a crop top or I can't wear sleeveless or I can't, we put up all these rules about things. And it's, or like, we'll say when I'm a size eight, then yes, I'll let myself do I this. I will buy myself yeah. a nice pair of jeans or I will do this. Like, and the truth is, is like, just do it now. Like wear something that makes you feel nice about yourself and start there. Even if you wear the same skirt every single day, if it makes you <laughs> feel good, wear it, you know, and that's how you start to build confidence. And just, you know, even personally, like, I have had to change how I view that person in the mirror. You know, I can either, I read this story years ago that said, you know, there was two men sitting in a prison cell looking out of the same bars and one saw mud and the other one saw stars. And the truth is, is that we see what we want to say. So you can look in the mirror each day and say, my thighs are too big, my chin is ugly you know I don't like the way my hair is or you can look in the mirror and say 
man, I have really nice shoulders and I am so tan right now, or look at my blue eyes or whatever it is. Like, it's all about the choice that you make when you look in that mirror of what you see. Wow. You, I love, I love you, Tiffany. <laughs> I know. I want you Can in my you house move when I'm getting ready I was in the say, morning. Will you, move in? will you move in with me? Give me a little pep Tiffany talk. app. Oh my yeah, gosh. App. Um, well, so of course I think, you know, talking about just fashion and making yourself feel better. We have to ask, so where are your favorite places to shop? Because you get pieces everywhere. I'm so jealous. I'm like, oh, I need to go to Loft now because Tiffany <laughs> posted this cute shirt. And then I'm like, I need to go online and get that skirt. So, I mean, where are some of your, if, if you're getting ready to like go on a trip and you only have three stores you can shop at, what are your three? I target is always going to be number one. And <laughs> I, I do genuinely love Target's clothes. Um, Me too. I would say it's 50%. I love their clothes and 50% convenience because I also grocery shop a lot at Target. So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I can get eggs and a new dress. So yeah. um, <laughs> I like the convenience of Target. I think Target is um, makes me super jealous. I wish I had come up with that concept <laughs> because it's amazing yeah. for mom. Um, I loft is always going to be one of my number one, um, favorites. I have always worn loft from the time that I worked through, um, you know, an office job to now, um, I feel like their pieces span the ages sizes. They are one of the most inclusive brands I've ever seen. So just for that reason too, I love it. I love that I can go in at any size and any height and find, what I want. Um, and, oh gosh, third, we have a lot of like wonderful local boutiques here too. So I do shop local as much as I can, but, um, old Navy would likely be the other one. I love old Navy. I love the sportswear feel. I love the price point. Um, I, again, it's all about like multitasking for me. I love that I can get something for my kids and for myself and for my husband all in the same spot. Yes. Um, I'm all about places that I can go and get multiple things. Um, love it. Yeah. I love old Navy is it's one of my favorites for the same reason, but I also love it because of the price point. My toddler just is tough on clothes. Uh-huh. They're stained. They get dirty. He he's kind of like, you know, just the epitome of a, of a boy yeah. for lack of better <laughs> words. And, um, he's always dirty, always has scrapes on his knees. And like, I mean, his pants are, have always have holes in them. And so anytime I've bought a cute outfit, it's like, it gets stained the next day. And it's like, why did I just buy that? Yeah. Bode? I bought him like Bowden overalls one time. And it's still to this day, like makes me mad how much money I spent only because it lasted for one outfit and then he kind of ruined them. Uh-huh. Um, so old Navy is perfect for um, if you, boys or girls that are accident prone, spill a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I, you just can't beat some of their kids. Yeah. Stuff. I love old Navy too. The kid stuff is great. It, you're right, Tiffany. It's a one-stop shop. You can get something for everyone in the family. And I feel like touching back on what you were saying about trends, I feel like old Navy is really big on the trends and you can, you can feel um, less pressure about spending too much money and trying to yeah. trend there and not be upset that you spent $20 on something that may go out of style the next season. Yeah. And I also feel like they have like a very good way of doing a trend that it's not, um, you know, like they might do a crop top, but they're going to like pair it with like a high waisted skirt and give you the mm-hmm. option. Whereas like mm-hmm. some places they're going to like 
all right, I'm 40. I don't want to wear like something that my everything's showing, like in my midsection, <laughs> you know, and yeah. like shorts down past my belly button or whatever. I feel like they kind of meet in the middle really well with that. They give you a lot of options, especially with short lengths too. Like you can get anything from like a longer short to a short short. It just kind of, they really yes. have stuff for everybody. Uh, and they make it really easy to filter when you shop online. That's the oh, one, yeah. my biggest pet peeve. When I look at shorts and it's like, why am I seeing like denim, denim underwear? I am, yeah. a, you know, a mom <laughs> and I'd like to like cover my butt cheeks with my shorts. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, they have like a nine inch inseam on some of their shorts to the point where I'm like, these are now turning into like what we used to call capris. Yeah. When it's like, you know, like, I mean, I don't know if these are shorts anymore, but I, I like it. I'm here for yeah. it. Um, now those are some great places. Well, so Tiffany, this has been so, so fun. Um, and this is our first time doing our monthly spotlight. We immediately thought of you. And um, so for those listening, we have one question that we are going to ask every guest every time. And it's always going to be the kind of final one. And we have to know, what is your housewife tagline? Oh my gosh. So this was so hard. And honestly, like I could not come up with anything that I was super excited about. So I went to my friends because my friends are awesome. And I asked them their opinion. So I have to give credit to my friend Amanda for this one. But as soon as she said it, I was like, okay, this is it. I changed it. I I moved some of it around just slightly from what she said. But um, if I was a housewife, it would be the prints I wear are as bold as my personality. Ooh, oh, I love it. So good. I know. That's when so she perfect. said it, I was like, okay, that's perfect. <laughs> I love it. I we love it. We had to throw a Bravo question in there because, you know, most of the time our podcast is about motherhood and Bravo. Um, so these episodes are going to be a little different, yeah. but we will always have a little Bravo flair and uh, there love for it. those. As, yeah. So Tiffany, can you remind everyone of your blog and your Instagram so that they can find you and obsess over you like we are right now? (laughs) Yeah. So my blog is we5kings.blog and my Instagram handle is we5kings with five spelled out. Awesome. Thank you so much. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening to our bonus episode. If you have any questions or any suggested moms that you'd like us to interview slide into our dms we love chatting with you um if you like our podcast please don't forget to rate us five stars leave us a review and follow us on instagram at real moms of bravo we will catch you again this week with our usual bravo recap thank you so much Imagine a vacation waiting outside your door when you get home. Discover a new way to escape the stress of everyday life. Picture soothing jets massaging your back, relieving all your aches and pains. Sleep soundly without medications or supplements. Call 1-877-861-4672 to get $1,250 in instant savings, including free delivery. Call 877-861-4672 now. Or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment. 